0: To go. Welcome to Racetime Radio. You'll hear from the best in Canadian US racing this week. Grab a cold one and stick around. Right, you good. they got a the wall and starter tower has signals. We're ready to roll. It's Race Time Radio and it starts right now. Here's
1: your host, Joe Chisholm. All right, buddy, you're safe, Keep her in one Ah, that is actually
2: real good advice. Keep it in one piece. That's exactly what you want to do. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM, channel 167 Canada Talks, and of course on our YouTube channel. You want to check that out? uh, Feel free to do so. And on Rev TV every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern right here on Rev TV. Uh, What a great weekend, I'll tell you what. Uh, Racing coast to coast, truly here in Canada, but it's the last weekend coast to coast, I can guarantee you that. But, Junior, what's going on there? Big weekend. Uh, You've had your eyes glued to the tube, too, I bet.
3: Yeah, glued to the tube. uh, I I would much rather be at the racetrack, but uh, (laughs) it's been... uh, you know, uh, it's been nice as well. You know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, the last kick of the can to uh, sit back and and uh, you know watch some good good quality racing and and uh, you know I I had a crazy busy summer, so it, uh, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily missing um, you know not uh, not being there.
2: No, no, bad channel here. I just had to flick it a bit. I got it all flicked yeah, I'm just... Let me well it, it's kind of rusty you haven't been here in a I haven't, while. haven't been here in about what four four shows yeah something like that four shows yeah, yeah. it's uh
3: uh yeah because we had Delaware and then we had Flamborough and uh yeah so the yeah. The, the
2: week before that so yeah it would have been uh been a while. four weeks yep. yeah well go, welcome back glad to have you. let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight bunch of champions lots of winners and even uh we're trying to get an update too from Peterborough Speedway I do believe the events for today have been postponed, but we're going to try and get you all the latest up-to-date information that we can about Autumn Colors Classic. Let me tell you who we got coming on. Uh, we're going to kick it all off with Daniel the yeah, He is the, uh, not the Lucas all. almost did it again. Sorry, quick, quick. The quick, quick fire starter, Kenna Midget champion. Yeah, Daniel did it in his Kenna Midget. Uh, had a great season. Capped it all off with the championship. His brother's looking to do the same over an Oscar. I believe that's still to come. But uh, Daniel is going to join us tonight on Race Time Radio, live from the pits at Peterborough Speedway, along with J.R. Fitzpatrick. He had a busy weekend. He was down in Toledo. Going to run the big track down there uh, in the 16, super late model. Things didn't go the way they were planned, but nevertheless, we got a lot of miles to catch up with J.R. Fitzpatrick tonight here on the show. We'll also catch up with the APC champion, Kyle Steckley. Yeah, he's been around lots this year, done a lot of winning, a lot of big things happening for Kyle Steckley. He is going to pop on the show tonight. We've been trying for a few weeks to get him. He's been racing, and, you know, these uh, weekend shows sort of jam up, and they're happening on Sunday right when the show is happening. So a little bit of a delay getting these guys, but uh, nevertheless, we got them all coming up tonight, all live, uh, and you won't miss a a moment. Uh, But what do you say we get to that hotline, and we'll bring in that first uh, quick, quick fire starter uh, champion in the KNM midgets we got daniel all lined up what's going on oh you've changed daniel last time you and i talked before the show you were in your trailer now you're in your truck
4: yeah it's uh it's raining here pretty good and we got a lot of fans out here supporting us so they're all in the trailer so i thought i'd get some quiet time coming to the truck
2: yeah 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 man you've had quite a season haven't you uh take us back through the uh, canine midget season you have been lighting the lamp all season long buddy
4: yeah, we, uh, this was our third full-time year, uh, trying to get that title. We came up, runner-up, uh, two years in a row. So, this year was kind of laid all on the line, and and we didn't start off good at the season. Uh, we had a fourth-place finish, and then, uh, we had a really big wreck about halfway through the year at Sunset. It just destroyed the car. Like, I was, I was heartbroken, but I have a good team behind me, and we pushed through and clipped the, uh, the whole front car, replaced everything, and, uh, that was probably the turning point in my season where we weren't taking any more crap. And uh, we went on to win the last uh, three or four races and we were 60 points back. And a lot of people didn't think that uh, we'd be able to come back, but here we are talking to you as the, as the champion. So we did it and uh, I couldn't be happier.
2: Hey, I'll tell you the party that the Ken midgets put on for the championship. As you know, Daniel, you've seen it. It is second to none. And to be the guy that's going to go right into that champion slot and pick up that trophy amongst everybody that you've raced against and all the sponsorship and everybody that's included, Uh, it's truly a memorable moment. And, man, you earned it. It's got to feel so good. The difference between the last two years and this year, I know you guys have put forth the effort every year. What was the difference, really, between champion and maybe getting close to it?
4: Um, I think, um, a bit of my downfall is that I really tried to help anyone I can at the racetrack and, and, and if that meant, you know, putting some of my stuff aside so I can get a car out there to support the club, then that's what I did. But this year was just a bit different of an atmosphere and I didn't really have a lot of help at the track because my brother uh, was touring with APC and running Sunset. So it was just me and my buddy James, what I say is like against the world, but, uh, it really was me and him, and if, if it wasn't for him pushing me and and keep me focused and and worrying about my own stuff, um, then I don't think I could have been able to do it. I think we would have been a runner up again. But man, I don't know the last the last four or five races, man, that car was almost unbeatable. And and truthfully, all we did was just put it back together. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and you put it back together the right way, and that uh, that is key. Feels different too, right, Daniel? When you go from a guy that is oh a threat to win the race and then you start winning races, the attitude amongst the guys that you race against, actually, it's like a light switch gets turned, and all of a sudden, uh, Daniel isn't, uh, we'll help him, but we're not going to help him that much, uh, because he's going to go out and beat our ass. So uh, it's got to be one of those things that, you know, it's awesome to win, uh, but it, it does take an attitude readjustment, because... It isn't until after you pick up that championship trophy that everybody comes back over and says, hey, way to go, Daniel, you're the man.
4: Yeah, it it, it, and it does go like that. And it's kind of a shame because I've never hidden anything from anybody. I've never lied to anybody about a setup. And if you ask anybody, I'm the first guy to tell you what you need to fix. But we're actually, I'm learning the hard way in the superstock division that, uh, you're really a nobody, and uh, not not a lot of the guys are are willing to give you secrets or give you parts, and and that's fine because I really thrive on uh, stuff like that. If, if we want to be an outcast, and you guys don't want to help me, then uh, I understand that. But we're going to be coming ten times stronger, and, and we really hope to make a dent in this division, just like we did with the pro midgets and the canams. We don't show up to to come and just hang out like we show up to win, and that's how we have fun. So that's that's the goal next year's is, is to win.
3: That was, uh, you know, it, not really a question, but I wanted to touch on that statement. Uh, of course, uh, Friday night, uh, a great card at Peterborough Speedway. Um, you know, the uh, first round of heats for, uh, for you know, a majority of the, the classes. And uh, as well, at the end of the night, uh, uh, you know, the four cylinders had their non-winners race. And then as well, the non-winners race for um, the Superstock division. Um, you of course went out there and, and, uh, picked up, picked up the win, uh, you know, after only a handful of starts in Superstock, super stock, um, you looked very good out there. Uh, and, and that was one of the comments that you said, uh, right out of the gate, we're going to make a, you know, a dent in this division. Um, that yep. definitely, um, you know, it, it's cool to see somebody come into a new division with that kind of. I guess you could call it gumption. You know that that kind of that kind of excitement or or that kind of, you know, enthusiasm um uh, definitely uh, is something that every division needs. You know, there's there's a lot of guys that that when they jump into late model, that's the way they enter it, right? Mm. Or or there's a lot of guys that enter the Pinty series and that's the way they enter it is is, you know, we might not win today, but we're going to win, you know, and we're going to win a lot. Um, And you, by making that statement, Daniel, I think a lot of people took note of that, number one. Um, they they definitely took note on how you ran, um, and <laughs> and uh, you know I think that there was going to be a lot of eyeballs on you today when that feature rolled around uh, for the super stocks, and, and there will yep. be once once we do get the green flag dropped for that for that feature, um, hopefully tomorrow. But uh, um, when you when you talk about your program on the full size car deal now, um, of course. Uh, the Han family have, have have raced full full size cars more than they raced the the midget style car. Um, what do you what do you like? Feel different? Obviously, the the size and the scale of the car. But what do you what do you feel different? And what kind of lends the same f- from running a Can Am to running a a, a, a
4: super stock? Um, well, first off, our Can Am's are basically nine hundred pounds with the same braking force as a three thousand pound super stock. So it's a, and plus the treaded tires, I have a car that, you know, power to weight ratio is similar to what, like you would call a super late, like 170 horse to 900 pounds a car and a ton of braking power. So what's new to me is, is learning that you can't just mash the brake and mash the throttle. You have to have a lot of finesse in these cars. And, and, uh, I really don't have a lot of laps under my belt. We ran, uh, velocity, um, this year, um, after the car sat all year and, and we do a lot of the work ourselves. I don't go and take my car to McCalls every week and and pay a big bill. Like when I invest in my team, I invest in tools so we can do the job. So I think it, for me is is getting the the proper tools I need for the car. Um, I'm, I don't have a lot of the bigger stuff that Tyler would have and these teams would have. So when we struggle looking for you know leaf spring spacers and stuff and we don't have them. It kind of it upsets me a little bit as a competitor that I don't have the stuff I need to win. So one of the big things in the off season is I'm going to get everything we need. I'm going to get a surface plate. We're going to get everything we need to pull these cars down and and learn it. And that's how we do our stuff is is by trial and error. And like today, like I don't have the same car I had on Friday because I'm not happy with it. So we're probably the only guy out here wrenching in our trailer, trying to find a bit more turn in and a little more drive off. We're just not happy. Run in 14.9.0s. like we want to be fourteen sevens. So, there's not a lot that I can say that translates from a KM midget to a big car, other than you know your racing awareness. But it's a it's a way different animal than uh, than what I thought it was going to be. So I do have a lot of respect for these guys and, and what it takes to be good in these cars. But like I like you did say, like I do plan on putting a dent in the division, and people will say my name with the best by the time we're done, and I will work until I can get there. And be with Zardo, be with Turisma, be with Sean Chenoworth and these guys and Nagy. We will be up there. I know we will in my heart.
2: That's going to be awesome. It's going to make Superstock Racing even better. And we uh, absolutely love watching them now uh, to get you into the mix. Does this mean, Daniel, that next year, will it be a select Canada Midget Racing Series for you? Or will it be, no, I'm going to go full whack there and hopefully full whack in Superstock. What's the plan?
4: I, I love the k midgets and I will support them. I sponsor their heat races. I plan on doing that again next year. I'm I've got three cars in my stable. I've got one sold. I've got one brand new one that I'm going to compete. But, um, what I think my family legacy is, isn't in with the k midgets, but it's in with, uh, the big stock cars. And, uh, I really want to prove that it's not just a, a hobby for us. It's in our blood. And, uh, I'm going to chase uh, a super stock championship in the next couple of years. And then we have a, I have a couple options after that, but we're just going to keep moving up, but I will not leave until we win a championship. So
2: buddy, I knew your dad very well. And I'll tell you what, he would be some proud of you boys this year. He would be all the way through, but uh, uh, he'll be looking down. I guarantee it. He'll be sitting beside you in that truck, saying, "Okay, kid, here's what we're gonna do next." And uh, uh, that—that's what it takes. That's uh, so cool. And uh, like Tyler, he's even gonna, uh, you know, play a bigger role in what you do too. A lot of the stuff he's experienced with that two car, I—I uh, I yep. wouldn't doubt a lot of that will translate over to a super stock.
4: Yeah, he's uh, he's like he's a big drive behind me, man. He's uh, he's the greatest, most humble, hardworking guy you would ever meet, and and the guy can fucking wheel a race car. I'm sorry, like you watch him at track after track, and he just keeps getting faster, and it's, the car's not changing, so you know that he just keeps getting better. And he's been running race cars a long time, and to say that he keeps getting better is a scary thing. So I'd like to run back super late uh, with him now, with everything we've learned since dad passing. I'd like to run it back uh, one more year and don't be shocked if you don't see that car out one more time before we're done too.
2: Oh man, that would be so, so cool. You know, you got me, man, you really do. Uh, so what do you got left then in 2023, you got one feature left. How long, what, what, what's the distance, uh, of that race and whereabouts are you going to start that race when it does go green at Peterborough?
4: Um, so we didn't, we didn't have a very good qualifying, um, it's really hard outside, especially for someone new like myself uh, at Peterborough on the outside. So we got shuffled back, so we got to start at the back. I think we started, I like, think, 14th of 18th. I'm not too worried about it. Um, it's a long race, 50 laps here. We ran here last year. We had a really good run going. we were in fourth, and then we just got spun out with four to go, and I think we ended up ninth. So I know it's a long race. Um, if we can, you know, knock on the door of a uh, top 10, like, even a top five, if something happens, I'm going to be extremely happy. But our goal was, was time-based this weekend. Um, like I talked to you before, we were changing a lot on the car, but I'm not happy running the 14.9. Like I want to be in the sevens. And uh, if we run a seven and I finish 10th, if we run a seven and I finish 13th, it's still a win for us because I know that if we can hit the fast times and they're capable of coming out of the car and me, then they will be consistently able to come out of the car. So we're just using Peterborough as, as a test session. Um, I'm happy with the non-winners race. I know we had a bit better of a car than than what we showed, so we're looking for that a bit. But I, I'm getting a lot of good advice from from some people. So I'm 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 hoping top ten with no damage. And if we can get in the top five, you'll see an extremely happy person. But coming from the back at Peterborough is a tough thing, and these guys are fast. So. Hey, well, We're just going to give her hell and, and see where we finish
2: Sponsorship on the Nikana Midget The championship car And the yep. super stock Who you got supporting you bud?
4: Um, I just want to give a first a big shout out to Flamborough Machine Shop um, They've been on board with me for the last uh, Three years um, Darren and, and the crew are amazing people um, HMCW uh, That's my personal business We we build the midgets We do all the, all the machine work um, Han Motorsport. It's my brother. He's uh he's been supporting me obviously my whole racing career. FCR, first class racing. Uh that's Adam. He does all the tin work on my car, makes it look beautiful. I got uh SMS uh Stanley Mechanical Services. I got uh image wraps, knits by Brits, entire depot on the uh on the superstock. So it's not I don't have a lot of big sponsors, I got a lot of friends that come and help me and uh we do everything ourselves, man. We haven't had uh, big dollar sponsors in a long time, and it's kind of a, a mixed-up stuff that people say is that we buy our championships. And <laughs> we're we're a blue-collar family, and we don't have millions of dollars. What, what we make up for is hard work, and uh, and that that just proves you yeah, that hard work does win championships.
2: Yes, it does. It does each and every time. Uh, and, and super couldn't happen to a better guy, Daniel Hahn. <laughs> uh, awesome to have you here tonight. We really appreciate the time and. Uh, you go get them at Peterborough. We'll all be watching. Uh, and let Tyler know, too, he ain't got enough scot-free here. I know he's going to win a championship, and I'm going to be pestering him next to jump on here. We'd love to have the uh, uh, you know, the hot rod champion uh, driver of the number two. Your brother would be kind of cool. We'll get him on here, too.
4: Yeah, he'll be, he'll be getting her done this year. Uh, like I said, there's not enough cars to make a difference. And, uh He's constantly the fastest car out here, and it's awesome to see because that Beaumont hasn't changed in five years, and uh, people keep talking like it has, but it hasn't. It's just the same old original hot rod, just uh, with a more experienced driver.
2: Yeah. yeah, and a uh, real good one at that. I don't care how many <laughs> cars are in the field. The two would figure into the mix. I can guarantee it. And I know what you're going to do. Top 10? Uh, top 10 will do for the first half of the race, and then you got to turn the switch on, kiddo, and go for it.
4: That's right. Thank you very much.
2: You bet. That's Daniel Haunt, champion of the Quick Quick Am uh, Midgets. Did an awesome job in 2023. Not done yet. One more of Peterborough Speedway Junior, and this guy can get it done. Oh, yeah, definitely.
3: 100%. Uh, they, uh, they always bring a a, a really nice-looking piece to the racetrack. Um, doesn't matter if it's Can-Ams or Hot Rods or Super Lates or whatever it might be. Super Stock, in this case. Um you know they they bring a a fully professional operation to the racetrack and and you know with elbow that, grease and hard work absolutely and and uh they they you know the sportsmanship is a big portion of of how I measure a racer um they they're they're the sportsmen of the pits um mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what division that they're in um you know i I think back to when we entered. Um, you know, when I was working with Andrew Grizel and, and Oscar in the super late models, right. Um, our first year was basically Tyler's first year as well. I believe his first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, um, you know, there was plenty of times where, you know, we needed a, you know, a nut or a bolt or we needed a part. Um, and the two car was the place to go and, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, they, they just have a, a, they have a wicked program. Mm-hmm. And uh um they're the canon midgets that he puts out are no joke. They're huh. beautiful, they're yeah, pristine no pieces. And uh, you know, looking at the uh at the 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 super stock there, I seen it at Velocity. Uh beautiful race car. Oh my god. Um love the love the body style, love the way that it's hung, everything. Um it, it should be pretty cool. It's, uh I'm looking forward to seeing uh, that is definitely one to watch in in 24 and and uh that program is
2: is only going to grow the apples don't fall far from the tree right? (laughs) donnie would be so proud we're gonna hit a quick break when we come back jr fitzpatrick gonna get us up to date on how toledo went we got lots to talk to jr about on the other side of this break stay with us everybody
0: From coast to coast, 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 you're listening to Canada Talks.
1: Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at dawsondental.ca it's time to get back to the
2: racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro Quick, wick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guarantee to light your fire every time. Quick, wick fire starters. The world's best fire starter.
5: Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown, with Mike Campbell. And more. Right. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans.
6: Even though Napa is a nationally known name,
1: Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. EP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology.
0: From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to make a mark. And now, back to the Joes.
5: Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo! Shake it, bake! And here
0: on Racetime
2: Radio. And welcome back, one and all, to Racetime Radio All Live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. Canada talks the home of race Time Radio for, I don't know how many years now, 10 or 12 years. Somewhere around that, uh, if not more, uh, love our Sirius XM. Haven't got a Sirius XM satellite radio yet. What are you doing? You need a Sirius XM satellite radio. Uh, you got to check it out. I'm telling you, after you get one, there's no turning back. Uh, You'll have entertainment galore every time you set your butt into the vehicle. Uh, I got one of those uh, like boombox type things, and I've got one in my garage. And I'll tell you what, I can't go a day without listening to my Sirius XM satellite radio, whether it's NASCAR radio. Uh, I love 70s. I love listening to The Bridge. I love listening to the music I like listening to. And it's nonstop on Sirius XM Radio, Canada. Uh, you can't beat it. Even Howard is on Sirius XM. Uh, always entertaining. Junior, uh, a little bit of a burn happening in the uh, Cup Series right now at the Roval. Uh, quite a show. You used to live down there for like three, four years. Uh, right down the road from that joint.
3: yeah. The Roval is quite the joint. It was uh, it was never painted up and, and sparkly like it is uh, now. Uh, we you know the the pavement was there. And Your office the was strips. like
2: right behind that racetrack, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. I could see Charlotte right from right out my office window. Um, but uh, there was actually you know the the first time I ever seen a car um, on Charlotte mm-hmm. um, uh, was was actually an Isma car, and they were tested. Wow. And, and uh, you know you could hear the cup cars testing there once in a while, and and you, the you know or an arca car or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and and it was just you know a, co- a constant you know whine because they're on the oval, right? So carrying the momentum, and uh, you know I, I walked out the one day, and and uh, the body hanger and I were standing out there, and we could hear it, and uh, you could hear them going through the gears, and and you know a road course would right. is a completely different sound, <laughs> right? Right? Um, and uh, he's like, I wonder what that is over there. So we jumped in the the shop truck and we went over and uh, I was I was astounded. There was no security or anything. It was like middle of November, <laughs> and uh, we went underneath
2: the tunnel. I don't think it would matter if there was no, security. It was crazy. No one, you guys, you would have found your way in anyway. It, it was
3: crazy though. We we went through the tunnel and and uh, um, it, it was uh, one of those Isma prototype cars. Out there, and there was a couple of Porsches and, and whatnot, and they were using the infield road course, and, mm-hmm. and uh, it was, I didn't, you know, at, at that point, I didn't even know that they had a road course on right. the in, in, uh, inside of Charlotte. I'd never seen a race there, never, you know, even thought about it, having a road course. I knew Daytona had one. I knew, you know... Indy. Uh, yeah. Indy, and a bunch of them had it, but I didn't realize that Charlotte did, and... Uh, that was that was a long time ago, I guess it was two thousand and fifteen ish yeah um, but uh yeah, really cool um to to see how far that it's came you know and and the improvements that they do to the facility. It looks like a road course, how it is all set up. Uh, now, you know, with all the painting and mm. and uh, all the effects that they have on the on the grounds and the curbing and the barrels and all that stuff is uh, is quite the transformation when you uh, when you see Charlotte set up for the oval versus when it 's set up for the for the oval and uh, it, cool uh, cool transformations for sure
2: for those that uh, may be new listeners or viewers to race time radio i 'm Joe Chisholm senior that is Joe Chisholm jr and Joe. Uh, used to work with a NASCAR Cup team. Uh, earlier today, we seen Michael McDowell in the 34 car uh, that won the Daytona 500 a couple of years ago that uh, uh, ran into some trouble, ended up hitting uh, Eric uh, Jones, uh, wrinkled the car up. But that's who Joe Jr. used to work with, was Michael McDowell and Landon Castle. And uh, you worked with a whole host of drivers down there. But Michael McDowell, uh, uh, that team, LFR, that, that was the team that you were with.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um worked with Hillman Racing and, and Circle Sport um uh which was kind of like a, an offshoot to RCR because we worked with Ty Dillon for a little bit uh um and through that Circle Sport relationship with Joe Falk uh um, it, we moved over to LFR and uh uh brought, you know, Joe on board over there and and uh Ty Dillon and and Michael McDowell split uh 50 uh, 50 the one year with LFR. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I forgot about that, actually. Yeah, and yep. uh, yeah, so we had the Nexium 95 car, and then we had the Thrivent 95. Um, at Daytona, we actually qualified two cars, the 59 and the 95. And yeah, it was cool. It was. Uh, I was definitely uh, on the road to do some pretty cool things down
2: there. I'm looking for the 95. There right it there. is there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the 95, the Rat Rod. Uh, you, NASCAR fans who remember seeing the Rat Rod. Uh, Joe Jr. actually designed that car. Uh, how yeah. did you come up with that? Was that just an idea you had in your head and said, hey, Michael, uh, or I guess you would have <laughs> had to ask the boss, hey, can we wrap the car in this? Yeah, it was,
3: uh, you know, with a small team, uh, you know, it wasn't Hendrick. It wasn't, uh, right. it wasn't uh, uh, you know, Ganassi or Roush or any of them guys. So we had to make our own waves, you know, uh, if if you just... Went there and raced every week. Nobody would ever talk about you. No. Um, and, and finished the way that they do, right? they would, A win to a small team like that at that point in time. Um, now, LFR progressed as they, you know, moved down the line. Um, but, uh, um, you know, you had to make your own waves. Um, and, and you had to... Um, you had to do stuff that would create PR and create, um, you know, talking points for the media and talking points for, um, you know, whether it be, whether it be the local media or whether it be the, the TV broadcast. And, uh, you know, I I looked around and every race car there is pristine. They're shiny. (laughs) Um, all of them, they are absolutely immaculate. And, uh, we sat down in our PR meeting and one of the things was, was, the one of our initiatives was make our own wave. And uh, I said, if we want to make a wave, why don't we make our car look like a barn find? And I said, we're going to, we're going to New Hampshire. It's mm-hmm. the hot rod capital of the world. Yeah. Um, They're know, all you, about
2: bar fun, barn finds out there.
3: So um, I said, why don't we do a patina barn find race car and create a brand that we can monetize. So um, if you look at the car, it's got uh, Circle Sport Levine Family Racing, Rat Rods by Circle Sport Levine Family Racing. Um, and it was a logo on the rear quarters and the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just basically saying that we're like a speed shop, right? Right. So the, the goal was to create um, you know, T-shirts, to create casts, to create... Um, you know, parts and pieces, even because we had CNC machines, we had a machine shop. Yeah. Um, you know, we could even make you know parts and pieces for hot rods. Um, and that was the goal. It was to um, race it once, and if there was you know buzz, mm-hmm. then then uh you know kind of uh itemize ourselves as the car guys. Yep. Take and, it and grow it, and yeah, take it and grow it, and uh, you know, it was something that. Uh, um, you know, I was on the business development side and, and, uh, you know, it was all about creating revenue. So it didn't matter if it came from a sponsor, it came from a sticker, it came from a, a, a fan, All oh, right? Revenue. Exactly. Right. So, uh, that was one of the ideas and, and, uh, we actually grew it quite a bit. We sold some, you know, items, uh, lots of t-shirts, lots of, uh, Lots of hats and, and things like that with that logo on it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, it was lot of cool. A lot of buzz.
2: I can remember the buzz around it. Uh, and this is the car right here, the 95. Uh, uh, it, hey, Junior, there's not many people that have the claim to fame that they have done that. <laughs> and look what you did. Uh, I, I know when you come home from Charlotte the one time, I think it was for Christmas, and you brought home the rear quarter. That was cut uh right off that car, and uh, we've got a piece of the a pillar you brought me home some uh some of the pieces, and I cherished them with gold, yeah, yeah.
3: kind of cool yeah, it was cool there was uh it was it's a totally different lifestyle man if you uh if you if you think you love racing, yeah yeah, go there it you will find out if you love it or not yeah. because <laughs> you live it. Um, there's no getting away from it. No. no. (laughs) And, uh, the thing that you find down there is that, you know, 50% of the people that are in, in that sport, you know, in NASCAR are there because it's a job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm astonished
2: by that particular part of it. Here in Canada,
3: uh, we love it. Right. Like we, uh, because we have the winter Mm -hmm. and because we don't have racing 24 seven up here. Right. We are constantly clawing for more content right we, yeah. we we want more, we want more races we want you know better races we want bigger races we're we 're clawing for more and down there you can 't get more it 's oversaturated yeah. uh, it's it 's yeah, constant yeah. so um you know it 's hard for races to stand out it 's hard for drivers to stand out um, you know and uh when you look at uh at you know, down there, it's, there's, there's a lot of people that are in the sport that just do it because it provides a jo- or a, right. a, a, a paycheck
2: at the end of the week. A, <laughs> paycheck at the end, and when that clock strikes five, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. and the last thing I'm going to think about is that, uh, that, that race car. Yeah, and uh, that, that's so funny because we're cut from the cloth the other way, uh, where that's all we do is think about this sport from, yeah. uh, you know, you know from beginning to end, and I'll tell you, there's something to be said about leaving your mark. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, you left your mark with that 95 car. <laughs> uh, nobody, nobody is going to do what you did. And uh, that's called leaving a mark, kid. Yeah, and cool. you left your mark. That's cool. And hopefully. you continue to do all <laughs> kinds of crazy things in this sport. Hopefully, hopefully I can leave more
3: marks in that well, than that yeah. than a barn find.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to yeah. hit a quick break. When we come back, J.R. Fitzpatrick, we'll talk to him about all kinds. We've got to catch up. It's been a month. And uh, he's done so much. We'll have more with JR on the, on the other side of this break. Stay with us.
7: Hi, I'm Bob Finnegan, sir. You listen to Racetime Radio.
0: From coast to coast, coast to coast to coast, you're listening to Canada to Canada talks. talks.
2: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to Canadian Tire Motorsport The SXM
0: app is your one stop destination for everything you love. Uh, things keep getting bigger and bigger for these two. Everything you missed. You two were so funny together on the Oscars the other night. And exclusive Some podcasts, video, and on demand access to your favorite stations. Hear your favorite team from the car, from your home, or on the go. In,
1: put it between his legs! Yeah! Let's go!
0: All with the SXM app. A free download now from the Google Play or Apple App Store today.
1: Hey, everyone. This is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on XM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts.
2: ap race fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology it's time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro Quick quick Fire Starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick quick Fire Starters. The world's best fire starter.
0: Your weekly fix of newsmakers and newsbreakers is found right here. We call it Race Time Radio. With your host, Joe Chisholm.
2: And welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in here tonight or any night for that fact. Uh, Hey, I got to tell you, too, Rev TV Canada, of course, you know because you're watching right now, but Rev TV Canada has got a uh, free look in. For the month of October, doesn't matter uh, what your TV provider is across Canada, you can now get Rev TV. For the month of October, check out all the programming, and then you're going to want to take Rev TV Canada and add it to your channel lineup after you see what I mean. Uh, For those that have got it, you know what I'm talking about. For those that may not have Rev TV Canada in your current television lineup, and oh, by the way, Kojiko. Down in Hamilton, you now can get Rev TV Canada. Uh, check it out. You don't want to miss it. Uh, some great programming that uh, uh, Mike and Eddie and all the guys at Rev TV Canada have put forward and uh, continue to light the lamp uh, all season long, all through the off season. So much to see and watch on Rev TV Canada. Check it out today. Okay, what do you say we get back to the hotline, shall we? And the Zoom line, and we're going to welcome in a guy that uh, has been on Race Time Radio a couple of times before. And it's time to do a bunch of catching up, because he has had his foot to the floor uh, for the whole month. And it's Jr. Fitzpatrick. What's going on tonight, Jr.? Just getting back from Toledo, Ohio. Where are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Can you
7: hear me okay?
2: Yep. Yep, we can hear you just fine there, kiddo. Uh, I got to ask you, uh, I'm looking at your shirt, and I see a 15 on there. You got more numbers coming at us than uh, to shake the band. Now you got a 15. What's that all about?
7: Uh, this is just, uh, I'm a big fan of the VA stock stuff at Delaware, and this is Dave Iverson Sr. Uh, I have a T-shirt trade, so if anybody wants a T-shirt trade, I'm into that because I love wearing these shirts, so. We did a little trade-off.
2: Ah, that's what it is. Well, let's get down to talking some JR results, shall we? Uh, we got to go all the way back to Flamborough Speedway. No, hold on a sec. we got to go all the way back to the APC race that you ended up winning the final show of the year. Uh, That was a great deal at Delaware Speedway. You got that 84 car hooked up at the right time, JR, and you continued the success that you've had this year. Take us back there to that Friday night or that Saturday night under the lights at Delaware. That was quite a show.
7: Yeah, because I mean, even uh, when we went to Sobble, the car was really good and we didn't as soon as we did our our little tire scuff session in the morning for practice at Delaware Speedway, I knew everybody was in trouble because that thing right off the trailer was hooked up. Uh, We've been doing some different stuff lately and it's just working. Um, That car is finally back to normal after our Flamborough crash and Man, what a hot rod it was. And uh, I know Kyle was probably a little bit better than us on the short run, but he and I were working pretty good together to make sure we had clean restarts and whatnot. And uh, when it was go time, when we put those tires on, it was go time. I don't think anybody had anything for us.
2: Now, Guaranteed. Uh, You were rocket quick on that Saturday night to end the season uh, and it was a hell of a season for you. It was uh, something that you guys can be very, very proud of. You had a lot of good success in the 84. And other than really a part malfunction at Flamborough Speedway, what, two or three races before that, that's pretty well what cost you that championship, I would think.
7: Yeah, a lower control arm break on us at Flamborough, and then we had an alternator go on us at Sunset, so we lost total of like 26 points from where we were running at the time. So super unfortunate, but that's just racing, right? You, you know, there's always shoulda, coulda, woulda's, but uh, we still managed to finish in the top three and won more races than anyone and had quick time in all the races other than like three or four of them. So, I mean, it's just it was a great year.
2: So then you take the 84 car and you put it back in the box at uh, Air Ontario, your home. Uh, you put it in there and you head to Flamborough Speedway for Frostoberfest and you jump behind the wheel of the 55 that you've been wheeling all summer long, having great success in that car as well, leading the points, going in. uh, You're going to Frostfest, and away you go. And talk about tragedy breaking out. Uh, It happened to you there in practice, getting ready to go. Take us back through that, because that looked uh, amazingly scary, Jr.
7: Yeah, Joe Jr. and I teamed up for that whole weekend. Um, he actually spotted for me on the Saturday of that weekend as well. We ran the 16 outlaw car. Had a great night. One fast time. Fast in practice. So we were on a high note going into the next day. And then the 55 always brought me Chris House and his team always brought me great cars. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a fluke thing. We go out in the final pra- or the first practice, sorry, final group, and warm my tires up. And then we take the green. And I do about maybe three quarters of a lap. And then and the throttle just hung wide open going into turn three. And, and it was definitely a big hit. I'm still definitely sore from it. um, But I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm be good in another week or so, I'm sure. And uh, the car is definitely hurting. I feel really bad for Chris and his team because, you know, you know he, he, he puts a lot into that car. And it's a top-notch car, man. That thing was fast. And I, and I think if we had that car there, we probably could have won that entire deal. But uh, that's definitely a big hit for a small team. But... They're gonna figure out what they gotta do with it to fix it or or do something different. I'm not sure what their plan is right now, but uh, it definitely hurt, knocked the wind out of me. And my biggest concern was that I hit someone, so I was pretty uh, pretty worried about that. So I crawled out right away, gasping, making sure I didn't hit anyone. And once I heard everyone was okay, I just kind of fell down and just catch my breath for a bit.
3: It goes to show, Jr. you know even the top teams right uh, uh, everybody thinks that uh, you know it's it's the back markers it's the teams that don't know it's the teams that that uh, you know uh, don't don't necessarily maintain their stuff as well as as the next guy it goes to show that that even the absolute top teams the top drivers in the sport um, can freak things can happen and uh, you know you even said it you you like after after getting out Thank God I had that that Hans device on, you know. Thank God I had all the all the, the the safety gear. Um there's a lot of times where guys will, you know, maybe lax on stuff or or not run a radio for practice or or you know, not uh not run the Hans device cuz I'm just going to do a couple scuffing laps, right? Right. Uh, there's it, it goes to show uh how important it is to make sure that your safety equipment is is Top notch every time that you hit the racetrack, and uh, uh, I think that uh, you know, going back to that incident, there was nothing that anybody could have done to to forecast that that was going to happen, you no, know, no, and um, nothing
2: you could have done as a driver exactly. had you even hit someone, JR. It uh, for fans that hadn't seen it or haven't heard about it, JR flying down the backstretch at Flamborough Speedway and. Goes to lift, the throttle hangs wide open. He ramped the wall in turn three and literally went right out of the ballpark through the fence and down uh, to the bottom of the banking in turn four. Uh, the car was destroyed. I was thankful that you got out of that car because uh, it was uh, that, that right front wheel was pushed all the way back to the firewall, JR. You hit a ton.
7: Yeah, it was a it was a big hit. But back to like Joe Jr. said. So like Chris House and his is Doug, they go through that car really well. Like all year, it was very well maintained. And and what we ended up figuring out was just the gas pedal was an old school gas pedal, and it just over time, just it started getting a little bit of slop, and then it just it started bending over the throttle stop that he has on the floor because he does run two throttle stops for that reason. But it's just one of those deals. The way that the pedal was was moving, and the way that throttle plate was bending. It's just one of those things where it just stuck and, uh, nothing anybody could have done. Nobody would ever have known. That car has been gone through top to bottom. Um, that's why I agreed to drive it because Chris ha- does a phenomenal job. That thing was stout. Yep. And in, in terms of the safety stuff, yeah, I've done it. I've done it numerous times. I've gone out a couple times out my Hans on or no gloves or anything like that just because, oh, I'm just going to do a couple. But I can tell you after, after that, you'll never see me do that again because, like I said, you just never know. And, uh, it was a big hit. Like, it was a straight in hit, and the car just about flipped over. And then I think the only reason I went over the walls, because the right front, like you said, was peeled right back and, and it lifted it over the wall. So, pretty scary, but like I said, I'm just glad everybody was okay.
3: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the uh, you know, now, now fast forward 15 minutes after the wreck. Um, you know, everybody's kind of gathering their thoughts and uh putting the pieces back together and figuring out what the next move is. Uh now everybody on the crew, everybody everybody that's at the racetrack is thinking how are we going to get this car back to the pit stall? <laughs> JR is climbing out of the ambulance now with a fresh uh belly full of air and uh you know, you finally finally got some air back into your system and nobody got hit. You know, you were still walking. And uh, your first question was, should we go back to air and get the 84? <laughs> and even Ted, Ted McAllister, it's hard to surprise Ted. <laughs> and uh, even Ted looked at you and was like, yeah, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> and uh, you're like, I'm still walking. Let's go. Let's go get it. Yeah. And uh, J.R. Fitzpatrick, uh, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, there was a lot of people... That it, not that you had to earn respect. You you're you're you've been there. You've done that. You've checked all the boxes. Not that you have to earn respect from anybody in the pit area, but I think you earned a tremendous amount of respect from people that didn't have the right amount of respect for you as a racer at that moment. And you know, you guys you guys booked it to air. Uh, the house team basically thrashed. To get the car to be able to roll into the trailer so we had a pad to work on. Right. Um, the holdaway team set up a set of scales because your car, the 84 car, was set up for Delaware Speedway. Yeah. Came off the track. Came off the track at Delaware Speedway, went through tech, and then rolled into the trailer and rolled home. Um, so, really, your car was set up 100% for Delaware Speedway. You guys went and got the car, changed the gears at home, I believe, and... and uh, loaded it in the trailer, rushed back to Flamborough. The house crew not only did they destroy a car, but they also helped you with your '84 car in order to trying to get the win for this triple crown. Uh, and same with the holdaway team, uh, they they helped get the get the sway bar right with your with your crew. Um, and uh, you know, you went out there. Uh, we made it, you know, into the last group of qualifying. JR was buckling in as the last group was rolling on the racetrack, and rolled around turn one and two, rolled out on the racetrack, and uh, went out and got fast time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, man, there was a lot of people that were like, "That boy is crazy." Yep. And and there was a lot of people that were like, "Man, me, me included, 100 percent. Me me included. I'm working with the damn guy, and I'm like, dude, this is awesome. This guy's this guy's nuts." Yep. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun to see the eyes that opened up, and I think that you created a tremendous amount of fans at that moment, J. R. Fitzpatrick. And uh, I I think that you you deserve a lot of credit because a lot of people were paying to get in that back gate to see you and Steckley and those guys duke it out, mm-hmm. and uh, you you definitely did that, and uh, I think you you deserve a lot of accolades.
7: Well, I appreciate that. And like I said, we Taylor did a great job setting up the scales because yeah, we went there, we changed sway bar, we had to make sure it was right on level ground, and, and we didn't change anything, but right we rear spring in the track bar, and and it was good. Like we did uh, whatever it was, five laps there, and it was, felt really good. So I figured, damn, you know, this car is working really good, was so even this way it is, because our left rear spring, we didn't have time to change it, so we just left it. Trailing arms are totally different. Everything's totally different, bumps and everything. And then uh, just, you know, once we took the green in the feature, we just got held up so much on the outside. We fell down, finished fourth. And the second race, we made a few changes, got spun out. So then I'm like, these guys are just wrecking the crap out of each other. So I'm just going to hang around at the back and and uh, keep it in one piece, let's say. And glad I did. Fourth, one, I'm like, I don't even know how the hell we got up here. But uh, then we just rode around. And sure enough, we start pulling. The next one, it was just uh, got to go. I knew Kyle was hooked up. Our car wasn't perfect, obviously, and and uh, I actually lent some bumps stuff from him. And and uh, man, I'm glad it was Kyle Steckley behind us because we had a good battle. He was definitely trying his best to give me a little shove, and and I could just drive off a lot better than he could. And and we put on a, probably one of the best races all year that uh, that Flamro's had. It's just a good two car battle.
2: I would agree. You went to Victory Lane. Now uh, it was Kyle Steckley. He is coming up after the top of the hour here. So we got Steck coming up. Uh, So we're going to get his take on the whole deal. But uh, yeah, you're right. It was a whale of a show. Uh, Listen to absolutely every single lap here in the studio. JR got to go back just a little bit to the super late model, the 16 car. Bobby Blount comes up. He's got his car. All of a sudden, J.R. Fitzpatrick behind the wheel. You went out there and lit the lamp.
7: Yeah, we uh, Bobby and I have the same engine builder with AP Performance, and I've always wanted to get in that 16. And just sure, sure enough, there was an opportunity. And, man, that thing was fast all day long. It was just hooked up. We had to do a couple things with the seat because I couldn't quite fit, but... That car was an absolute rocket. And and we got the pole, and then we ended up going through tech like two or three pounds too light. So we had to start 16th, and I think by lap five or something, we were in fifth or something. Like The car was just an absolute rocket. And uh, it ended up having a little miss near the end of the race, which ended up being a burnt burnt spark plug wire due to rubber. And and, uh, unfortunately, those gremlins chased us this weekend as well. But looking forward to hopefully doing some more Outlaw stuff. I definitely got the bug back from just driving that car the last couple of weeks because uh, they're real race cars, man. I mean, I know around here the car count was down a little bit, but it's, it's coming back a little bit here. And down south, if you hit the right races, there's a ton of cars.
2: Yeah, well, you don't need to be bit by no more bugs. You've already got it, and you're infected guaranteed. JR, is that it for you up here in Canada? Are you officially done? Or with the Peterborough thing getting sort of rain-delayed, does that make you want to scratch that itch one more time
7: i thought uh, like i said we just got home and, and car really doesn't work because you know we did the dell race and we did the flamborough race. It needs a flywheel because we couldn't really start it and, and it needs a good setup for peterborough so i mean we'll see what happens with what they do with their dates here but uh, i know tomorrow it doesn't look too good for rain either so We'll see what happens, but yeah, for now I think we're done for the year. We had a good time in Toledo this past weekend. I'm glad I tried that and did something different. We uh tra- chased motor problems all weekend, but I ended up taking the lead and and leading for a little while, and then the motor started to up against get That race we lost because of that. Man, down south, the like Toledo Speedway is unreal. So it's the craziest place I've ever been, and I loved it. Not yeah. a whole
3: lot of off throttle time there. <laughs> Even though you got a big motor, there's not a you're not coasting for a long time at Toledo. You're you're you're, you're on right.
1: it.
7: So originally I tried talking to guys like Steve Needle and, and a couple of guys that I met just in a driver's meeting and they're like, Oh, you don't want to drive in too hard. You don't want to drive in too hard. Like I'm <laughs> early. So I'm like, Okay. Go out in the first practice. I lift early and they're all like, No, you gotta drive in harder, drive in harder. So I'm like, okay. So I just held her until you're basically in the corner. You roll out, just settle with, with a little bit of brake, and you're right to the floor. So, I mean, my kind of racetrack, but, it, man, the corner speed's higher than a the straightaway there. It's it's unbelievable, and uh, I, I was so pumped I did it. A little disappointed, like I said, we took the lead with the motor missing, drove away with the motor missing, and then it finally missed so bad that I was just going to get run over, so I pulled off.
2: Uh, that's called Burger King Deep, right? Isn't that the r- words that you and Junior used to call it? We're going in Burger King Deep.
3: He doesn't do that anymore.
7: Oh, it, it was.
3: J.R. Fitzpatrick oh, doesn't no, do Burger King Toledo, deep buddy. anymore. You know, you you got old. You got gray hair. You just you <laughs> drive it in like Canadian Tire deep now. You're you're not quite Burger King deep.
7: So when you're talking to Kyle, he'll tell you that he figured giving me the win for the third race was going to help with my pain. Yeah, and it did. But I think where we were beating them because we were getting to the gas harder. So it's like the old Mark Martin days, easy in, hard off. That's where we got them.
2: That's yeah, right. Yeah, and you did, buddy. You had the checkered flag at the end of that, baby. Uh, JR, you gave us all a lot to cheer for in 2023 from all of us. Uh, here uh, at Race Time Radio, for all of us that uh, – tuned in watched or seen you at the speedway thanks for what you do kiddo it was good we'll want to go see you do it again next year okay
7: i appreciate that guys like i said we're still kind of figuring out what we're going to do here i haven't decided my tour around might do something different we don't know but i'll keep everybody up to date for sure
2: and you'll do it right here on race time radio right Absolutely. The very first guest that Race Time Radio ever, ever had was J.R. Fitzpatrick back in the day when we started up in 2007. But that's going to do it for, oh, what do you got?
7: I was going to tell you, Joe, so the very first late model that you built for me is on its way here.
2: Is it? You found it? You got it? Yeah, that. Oh, boy. I can't wait to see it. Jr. thanks so much for the time. We've got to hit the uh, top of the hour and give it back to Sirius XM for a news update. And then we're back. Thanks so much, junior We'll be in touch. I guarantee it, buddy. Perfect. Thanks, guys. You bet. Jr. Fitzpatrick. Man, what a season that guy had, Joe. Uh, I know you guys always have a ton of fun when you get together. It's serious business. But uh, from the time that you guys pull off the track, it's a lot of fun. I know you guys have a blast.
3: Yeah, definitely. He's a good friend of mine, and uh, uh, we we've. Uh, it doesn't matter if we're racing against each other or, or working together. It's uh, uh, we have a lot of fun with it, and uh, uh, you know, hats off to uh, all the success that he had this year, and and uh, looking forward to seeing what he does for next year. I think he's going to do some really cool things.
2: Oh, I guarantee it. Uh, you never know what J.R. Fitzpatrick is going to come out. I, with. I
3: beat him in the first race, though, ever. <laughs> just so everybody knows.
2: Just so you know. Yeah, and you probably have video backup somewhere. We'll have to check. We're going to throw it back to SiriusXM, get you up to date on some news, some highlights. Takes 90 seconds, and then we come back for our number two tonight, all live on SiriusXM channel 167 Canada Talks. I'm going to throw it back to you right now, Scotty, in Toronto. Get us up to date. And when we come back, Kyle Steckley is going to join us, the APC champion for 2023.
0: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM
5: channel 167.
2: Tonight's race time radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to Canadian Tire Motorsport
6: when you, NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think NASCAR. Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. This
7: may be the most important thing that's ever happened. Get your damn right, baby? Woo! The races.
1: The Daytona
0: 500
1: wins.
0: I
6: love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows.
1: We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The
6: unprecedented access.
1: Well, I'm here at the red right carpet with the fans.
6: Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio, Channel 90.
2: Chap
1: did a video game move.
6: Also streaming on the SXM app.
1: I think they're happy down here we're
0: back with our number two of race time radio and with the two joes here on race time radio on sirius xm 167 where canada talks
2: and just like that we are back with you all live tonight on sirius xm 167 canada talks of course, on Rev TV Canada every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Or maybe you're checking us out on the Performance Motorsport Network.com out of the U.S. Welcome to all of you as well. A faithful uh, player of Race Time Radio for uh, years, years and years. Uh, Bob Steele and the guys down there, uh, we much appreciate it. Uh, getting us out to all the fans down in the U.S. We'll keep you up to date on what all is happening up here and... Uh, We're getting into the time of the season where a lot of the U.S. guys are going to be making appearances on race time radio as our season comes to a close. Of course, we keep everyone up to date on everything that's going on up here, but uh, we also love our brothers down in the U.S. And uh, of course, the playoffs are all in full swing. The NASCAR Truck Series, of course, the Snowball Derby's coming up for the short track side, and. So, so many good races still to come right from here until Christmas. And uh, I know I look forward to getting on uh, as many guests as we humanly possibly can. A lot of Canadian content will be going down south to try and make it into the Snowflake 100 and the Snowball Derby. Uh, You got to know that uh, our own uh, Butcher is going to be a strong contender this year, Junior, in that Snowball Derby. He's always been a strong contender. Watch this year, though. Uh, he looks like he has turned a huge corner this year, with more car steward races and more concentration down south. Uh, Cole Butcher's got to be a favorite going into the Derby this year.
3: Yeah, I think he's been a favorite the past couple of years. It's just this year on a on a on a, a more aggressive level. Um, yeah. He's raced around those guys a lot more this year. Now, you know, for for the past couple of years, he's only done a couple shows, handful. This year, he spent the whole year down there. You know, Mm -hmm. he's run Mm -hmm. cars tour. He's run uh, the ASA. He's run the Southern Super Late Model Series. Um, You know, he's made plenty of starts at uh, at you know Pensacola and you know all all the big tracks. Of course, he went out and won the Oxford 250 again, and uh, he's rolling in with a ton of momentum. And uh, um, Donnie Wilson as well. You know that uh, that team that he drives for. They're they're putting resources behind him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just the Atlantic Tilt and Load car anymore that you see Cole behind the wheel of. You right. see him behind the Yahoo car or behind the JBL car. Um, you know the 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 TRD sponsored cars. So um, you know he's getting some opportunities down there and and not getting some opportunities earning, earning yeah. some opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that uh, he's gonna be uh, Canada's best bet at uh, at you know or yeah the best bet. To gain to, a seat. To to um to win at the Derby. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um you know, there's a couple of names that are floating around with some really big opportunities. Um Alex Gannett, by the sounds of it, has got a really big opportunity uh, for the Derby as well. Good. Um, good. Uh, now I don't know whether that's gonna be for the Flake or for the Derby. Um by the sounds of it, it's a brand new piece. Um as well uh you know we're hearing a couple of different names that are floating around as well with some some big opportunities so um it should be cool i think that uh, definitely Cole butcher is going to be strong um we'll be really interested to see um what the styers camp does uh with uh yeah. with and and styers uh teaming up um wouldn't doubt that you see a two car operation come out of that that would be um, cool that would know, be cool you know and then and then as well in the driver's meeting at the beginning of the year um, in the APC series, they said that the champion was going to get a fully funded ride into the Snowflake 100. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stackley, of course, is the guy coming up. Um, he's going to be in that. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting, man. I, uh, I think this year is going to be the most Canadians that we've seen ever yeah. down at the Derby.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's going to be. I know we've got viewers that contacted me. Oh, months ago that wanted to get some information on where to stay they're gonna go to the snowball derby this year looking for some information and we're gonna try and get them that information they probably already have a book they now do. You, they, oh do they yeah. okay well that's good uh but uh, you know you got a lot of canadians that head down to the derby as well and uh well with that question in mind the next guest is uh, up on the Zoom line, and we're going to ask him a whole pile of questions. Let's welcome in a guy that had a very, very successful season up here on this side of the border with a ton of wins, a lot of championships and titles and big races. Kyle Steckley, driver of the 22 APC Pennzoil Chevrolet, is with us. What's going on there, Kyle? Finally, you're not racing. We can get you back on the show. How you doing, buddy?
8: I'm doing good, guys. Yeah, it's great to be back on the show here and looking forward to talking to you guys about the year.
2: Yeah, I know. You'd rather be sitting behind the wheel of that car, squeezing a throttle, than talking to these two melon heads, but uh, that's all right. At some point, you got to do this to do that. Uh, It all sort of works hand in hand. Kyle, you, my friend, have had uh, not a dream season because a dream season would be something that you would dream about and it would happen Uh, This year has been an outstanding season, one that you have gone out and earned your way to every single win, every accolade, and everything that you've accomplished this year. Uh, You've pretty well done it all up on this side of the border, other than a couple, uh, I don't know, uh, races on the other ends of the country that you could add in uh, if it was humanly possible. What's it been like to be Kyle Steckley this year?
8: Yeah, it's been really good. Definitely, like, not perfect, not a dream season. We had a lot of ups and downs, but the crew, you know, kept working all year, and I think that was our strongest point. We'd have a bad night, and the next weekend we'd be right back up there battling for wins. So we kept fighting all year, and it paid off. We set a goal at the start of the year to win the APC championship, and that's what we went out and did, so I'm really proud of that. And, you know, we accomplished a lot this year, learned a lot, and it was a lot of fun. Well,
2: APC wins, APC Championship, Gold Rush winner, uh, Triple Crown winner. Uh, I don't know, Kyle. I, I don't know what else you could add to it. Definitely nothing else here in the province of Ontario. Uh, you, you've done it all. And was that a pinties win? Was it you and Schrader on uh, the Monday or the, the Tuesday,
8: Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday?
2: Or did you come home second that night?
8: I ended up second that night, but... Uh... We were crew chiefing for Schrader on Monday night, and we got the win. So that was pretty cool working with him for sure.
2: Well, you know that Pinty's win isn't that far away. Uh, now that you've got your feet within that, and uh, has, have you developed an appetite to say, hey, I want to do more of that and less of the late model? Or what do you think?
8: I love the late model stuff. You know, our team doesn't have much time in it. We've only been in it really for the past three years, but we've learned a ton. The racing's really fun all close good races so it's it's not too much travel but I'm obviously really interested in the Pinty series with what my dad's done in it and how long we've been in that series as a top team and they had a lot of success this year and we were leading there at Delaware on Sunday in the finale and unfortunately the left rear trailing arm mount broke but we were fast for sure so hopefully we can keep doing more of that and not sure what my plans are for next year yet but it's a great series a lot of different tracks you know a little bit of this a little bit of that so it's definitely it'll definitely teach you a lot and you know you get to do a bit of everything
2: well i can never see you just doing the nascar Pinty series uh racing and and parking in a late mall i can't see that if you are off a day that means that it's a day that you could go race and uh, potentially win another race Kyle, the crew that you have assembled with your 22 APC championship car, is it the same crew that you have assembled for the 22 uh Pindies car or are they totally different crew guys?
8: Uh there's, there's some people who are on both crews, but you know, it's a lot of racing for a lot of people. Some people have lives outside of the track, they've got a family, so so they there's not we have a really good crew for our apc late model series that we run and they're there every weekend all the time with the late model and then some of those guys come out and help me out with the pinties deals that we did this year and then additional people come out and help out for the for the pinties stuff it's a little bit different you need you need a couple more crew guys for pinties and just works out a little bit differently so you know obviously with 22 racing and my dad he's He's got lots of contacts, and we've got some great people over there. So definitely no shortage of good crew guys on either either side.
2: Well, if you've seen a blue and white 22 this year on your television or on your iPhone or uh, whatever way on a short track, then chances are you were looking at the 22 of Kyle Steckley that is with us right now on the Zoom line here on Race Time Radio. Kyle, let's talk feature wins now. Um, throughout the course of the year is any one of those feature wins stand out more than the others and you look at that one and go man that was the coolest that I've done so far
8: probably ones that I finished off was the APC Peterborough win it was only my second time ever there I don't really think we had the best car but we held on to it there battling with Joe Lawrence and We had a we had a really fast car through practice. We missed the pole by one one thousandth of a second and then we we end up leading a lot of that race and it was a really good night for us and I think that was fun because I had hold on at the end. A lot of times when when I've won races I've been I have an awesome car. My crew always gives me a great car and I, I drive away with it a little bit, which that's great too. That's a lot of fun. But when you gotta work for it and you can end off in victory lane, it's always special.
2: Yeah, that smile gets really big, Junior, when you go out there and you do it.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you you did touch on something that was the, a really cool statistic, um, and uh, uh, we were talking about this just the other day. Um, there was four races. Um, of course, every race that the APC Series does, does either group qualifying or single car qualifying, but there was four events this year where the pole and second place were within a thousandth of a second. Wow. There was – because Stottie and Lawrence did it Uh, back-to-back. You did it – I believe it was Sheridan, right? It was you and Sheridan at Peterborough. And uh, then as well when JR turned fast time uh, and you were second place as well. I believe it was either you or it was was Lawrence again. But uh, it happened four times throughout the year where it was just a thousandth of a second um, between the two. And that's insane. When yeah, you think about it, it,
2: four out of you can't blink that
3: fast. <laughs> no, it's hitting one mosquito too many.
2: <laughs> in- <laughs> Incredible, Kyle. Uh, do you have anybody that you uh, just just hate to race with out there, and guys that you just absolutely love to race with out there? Is there that kind of relationship in the pits, or do you just cover everybody with the same blanket and call them all competitors?
8: No, there's there's no one I hate racing against. There's guys I race differently against based on how I've seen them race and how I know they're going to race me. But uh, I think starting off, I was always really nice and, you know, really clean and respectful. And I'm starting to get a bit more just racing guys how they would race me and not letting it bother me what it looks like and, and how I'm racing. But obviously there's a lot of guys out there who race with a ton of respect. And I love racing with them guys like – Joe Lawrence and J.R. Fitzpatrick both top contenders and you can race side by side with them lap after lap after lap and you won't hit a door. So there's always there's a bit different guys out there and you got to drive each one a little differently but you learn that pretty quickly and then you just go about your business.
2: And I think you're going to see a big difference too and you can attest to this cuz you've done both but the not the mentality, the driver uh, approach, so to speak in ABC competition Versus the driver approach in the NASCAR Pinty Series. It seems like in the Pinty Series, it doesn't matter who is in the field. If you're road front and you're coming to the last couple laps, they would turn their grandmother to get the win. It wouldn't matter what the optics are. It doesn't matter any of that. And uh, it seems to be okay. Whereas in APC, if that happens, man, the keyboard crazies go nuts with it.
8: Yeah, it's definitely different racing, you know, the NASCAR Pinty series and APC series is similar, but a lot different. Um, they're a lot aggressive and a lot more aggressive in the Pinty series, and you just have to learn that quickly, and I think I caught on to that the f- first few races last year that I did in the Pinty series, that it doesn't matter who you are or who you're racing against, they all race pretty similar. They're not just completely going out there to wreck you, but you're not going to get any room, that's for sure, and... And you're likely going to get moved if you're slower and you're likely going to get pinched if you're slower. And you just got to learn that and race them the same way, because at the end of the day, it's it's part of it. And you just got to do what you got to do.
2: Yeah, I watched Trayton Lapsevich this year, specifically at the Delaware race, the fall brawl, uh, the end of the year. And, uh, you know, he was running out front. I couldn't help but think back just a couple of years When he was the young guy, he had the lead. He was going for it, and DJ Kennington punted him on the final lap, on the final corner, and DJ won the race. He didn't wreck Trayton Lapsevich. He helped him get out of the way because he had a faster car and he was going to win the race. And DJ needed that win, the same as anybody would need it. But I couldn't help but think back to that moment, and uh, I-, I believe Trey Lopsevich was kind of in the same position as what DJ was in back in that day, uh, but Trey didn't do it. I- it was just amazing. It was something that I flashed back to, and I thought, oh, I wonder if he's going to remember. And uh, I wouldn't doubt he remembered, but he didn't do it.
8: Yeah, definitely. You know, you just, at the end of the day, you just got to eventually kind of move on and Race how you want to be raced and, and try and keep it clean, especially when he was in the situation he was in with the championship, So at the end of the day, you just got to make sure you're doing the right thing for your team and your crew that works so hard for you and, and make the most of it.
2: Scott Steckley is your dad. Uh, he's your mentor. He's your probably everything. What was his outlook on 2023? What was his comments on what you guys have all achieved and you personally have achieved?
8: Yeah, he was really happy. You know, the Pinty's cars were back where they belong this year. We work incredibly hard on all our Pinty's cars. I think we're one of the top teams and maintenance and prep and just working on making the cars as fast as we can. All the cars are the exact same. They all get brought to the track 100% perfect and ready to go. And I think we deserve to be up there winning races. And it was, it was really good to see for all the guys who have stuck with us since back when Dad was driving and now being eight years later and we got out and... And won a championship with a different drive rather than my dad. So I think dad was really proud of that, and and I was really proud of seeing seeing my dad and everybody on that team work so hard nonstop and to get the results that everyone deserves this year. And same with the late models, we've been working hard over the past two years to learn these cars and and get a grasp on what they need compared to a Pinty's car because they're a lot different. And I think I think everyone was really proud of how quickly we cut on to these cars and and to go out and contend for race wins every week was really good.
2: Now, what's Scott's input on the late model program? Is it as high as what it is on the Pinty's team, or does your dad sort of go, nah, i got to concentrate on this over here, Kyle. You're going to take that. If you need something, let me know. If not, you guys take it and run with the ball.
8: Yeah, he does. He definitely has his input, and he wants to be involved in it. And But uh, Pinty's has been his thing forever, and, and he has to focus on that with the deal he has with everyone. So, obviously, when there's Pinty's races, he goes to a Pinty's race. And when a Pinty's car needs worked on, that's what he's focusing on. And and I kind of I like having the responsibility of the late model. And that's kind of my thing. And I do 99% of the maintenance and the setup and all that stuff. And I've definitely learned a ton over the past couple of years working on my own stuff. I love to do that as much as I love racing. So, that's definitely... That's my thing. I've got my own crew, guys. Everyone comes out on Monday nights and, you know, helps out, get the car cleaned up, do some maintenance on it, and get going. And then we're back again Tuesday night with the Pinty's crew working on all the Pinty's car, getting all the maintenance done on them. So wow. it's a big team effort, and we put a lot of work into it, and it all ends up being good. Absolutely. Kyle, uh, uh,
3: you know, looking at, uh, you know, I, I kind of touched on it right before your intro, uh, jumping on here, but... And we we were talking about the the winter uh, you know that's coming up um, in the drivers meeting at the beginning of the year. Uh, I, I distinctly remember hearing uh, the APC series, Alex Nagy and and Luke uh, talk about the winner of the APC championship getting a ride in the snowflake der- or in the snowflake one hundred uh, down on the snowball derby weekend um has that came to fruition uh do you know what that entails are you driving in the the snowflake i would imagine that you were going to go to the (laughs) flake regardless um (laughs) if if it was provided or not but uh uh, how where does that all stand and is it just kind of a fluid situation right now or or what's the what's the plans What, what can you shed light on on that front
8: Yeah we're still working on all the details I definitely want to go down south again and we will be at the Snowflake 100 with support from APC Auto Parts Centers and and a lot of our other supporters as well so we're gonna we're gonna finalize all the details here in the next week or two and hopefully we can go down and run a couple races in the states throughout the winter and and stay active in the car and, and get some more experience down there and hopefully get my name out there and and, uh, yeah, hopefully we can make a post in the next couple of weeks, letting everyone know what our plans are. Well,
3: your name's definitely getting you're out there.
2: Posted it right here. Right here is when you're going to post it. You're going to post it right on here and tell Canada first, okay? Uh, okay. It, would it be is the, the nine in the running, uh, the jet car, uh, that you were down at New Smyrna Speedway and you had good success come away with the second-place finish? One try, boom, second place.
8: Yeah, it was a cool experience working with that Jet Motorsports crew. They're a great group down in Florida and we ran at New Smyrna with them for 100 laps and it all went really well. It it opened our eyes a little bit and, you know, we learned a lot working with them guys. So, they're definitely an option that we could go down and run with them, but we're just trying to make sure we, we make the right decision and do all the right things. Um, you know, obviously it's a lot of money and mm. we want to make sure we're getting the most out of it, so... I think we're gonna we're gonna finalize everything here and then yeah we'll let everyone know but there's we have a couple different options right now and New Smyrna was a blast we were running with the Anthony Campy car there and battling at the end we had the lead with about three to go I wish we could have held on but the Campy car was a little bit faster than us for sure and and he was able to to get me back there I I moved him up a bit on the restart and then he he got me back about two laps later so it was fun battling with them and you know, I'd love to be back working with them again. What do you
3: think? What do you think about that track? Like, like as a driver, Kyle, because like it, I said, it, when I when I read that, I was like, man, that track is gonna fit that kid like a glove. Oh yeah, like high like,
2: bank, half mile. Like you really
3: send Rocket. it in there, and 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 you really like you can you can you can attack the track as hard as you want and and it seems like the the harder you do it the better you are um but it, it it's uh, how how did you like it how did it fit you obviously second place you did good um and and you, you were able to turn some fast times and stuff like that but what do you think about it on the fun scale
8: oh it was a blast for sure it's uh it's kind of like Dracassa, but at the same time it's nothing like circasta <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. It, it was really fun. Uh, you know, There's it was pretty rough, which was cool trying to get off a two good and avoid all those bumps. But, uh, you know, you need to keep the momentum up there, and you could drive it in deep, which that's a ton of fun always. So it was a really cool track and really racy, too.
2: Oh, it, the, the pucker meter would have been pegged, I bet. I bet it would have been. Uh, coming off turn four, that wall sort of jets out a little bit down the front stretch, too. That can bite you as well right at New Smyrna.
8: Yeah, definitely. You got to watch that a couple of times. I was getting loose off there and a little close, but you know, it's always fun when you're getting up close to the wall there. And luckily, luckily it goes out a little bit further. So, so it gives us that little bit extra room or else I might've been in the wall.
2: That's the only place I've ever seen a late model barrel roll down a front stretch. Was that New Smyrna Speedway? I want to say it was like 10, maybe 12 years ago. A guy came off turn four and just the car got squirrely. He overcorrected. Up into the wall he went. And that car literally barrel rolled. I don't know. 15 or 17 times they counted. And then came to rest. The guy got out. He was okay. The car wasn't so good. Neither was the fence. But I'd never seen that at a short track that happened like that. It was spectacular.
8: Yeah, it's definitely fast. The wrecks can get bad. And, uh,. You know, you got to make sure you keep your car straight or else it, you could be going for a ride. You know, there's lots of lots of times out of two over those bumps, people lose it and back into the wall, and you got to keep it safe for sure. I honestly thought it was going to be faster, but <laughs> ever since I've been running at CTMP, I, I think it, everything just feels slower. I go back to Delaware in a late model, and it, it feels slower, and then you go to New Smyrna, it doesn't feel that fast. CTMP in a Pinty's car is such an unbelievable blast and you are flying down that backstretch
2: 172 miles an hour something like that i know when ron fellows took me around uh just before the truck race uh oh that was quite a few years ago but ron seen me walking down pit road and he was just coming in off the track in the corvette he seen me and he waved me over and i said what's up he goes come on get in get in he said i'll take you for a lap i said really I said, the truck race is going to start. He said, we're okay. Get in. I know the guy that owns this place. Get in. So I did. And he took me one slow lap to show me the track. And then he says, I think we've got time for one more lap. Only this time, I got to speed up. And uh, I-, I hung on, white knuckled it. The wildest ride I've ever had in any sort of vehicle. I hear what you're saying. I could just imagine what it would be like in a Pinty's car. Going down that long back stretch, it just, uh, man, the, the panels would be vibrating in the car, I bet.
8: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome.
2: Yeah, you got to make sure you got all the nuts tight, especially the one behind the wheel. Kyle, I got to ask you, because we had J.R. Fitzpatrick on here not too long ago tonight, and uh, we were talking about that final race, uh, the Triple Crown, the Grisdale Triple Crown. Uh, Jr. had a miserable day, uh, but ended up coming back. In that final 50 lap race It was you and him uh, And uh, there was no doubt The 22 car was awful stout Uh, Did you Have enough to get by him Or uh, uh, JR says I I was getting him off I was getting him off He couldn't match me coming off Could you have bumped in and moved him Or what was the train of thought Because I know you want to win every race too
8: Yeah I could have got him I think (laughs) Uh, I was just you know, he had a bad day, so I want to make him feel a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had a decent car. I think we definitely could rotate the center better than him, and I try to race him as respectful as I could, and he was diamonding the course. I just couldn't quite get off like him when he was he was washing up in the center there, and if I needed to win, I think I could have moved him and, and got him for sure, but obviously he always raced me clean, so I wanted to race him with respect, and second ended up okay for the overall
2: yeah,
3: absolutely. I 100. I'm I'm with you. The only way that you, you were gonna get them is by shipping them. Yeah, and that's you know he, JR knew that too. He he said that. He's like, man, I got to thank Kyle for that one. <laughs> he's like he, he's like he didn't he didn't move me. He he didn't do it. He he's like he got me a couple times. He's like I I just felt him back there. He's like. He's like, if, if that was anybody else, it would have drove right through me.
2: <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Paxton, and Kevin Small were at their speedway calling the race. We had it live on race time. I'm in the studio here, and I'm listening intently. And Jerry keeps texting me. How he calls the race and texts me, I don't know. But he did it. And uh, he said, oh, Joe, the end of this one's going to be a burn burner. I said, who's going to win it? Is JR that quick? And he goes, 22 all the way. 22. 22 is going to win this race. And I thought, mm, I don't know, man. Uh, JR, Joe, uh, those two guys teamed up. I can hear Junior now. He's there, go up. He's there, go down. No, uh, <laughs> I've never done that. that 84 wide. I've never done that. Because <laughs> Jerry's pretty good at it, right? He goes uh, like he'll call a spade a spade. And he was talking to me. He said, that 22 is going to win this race. And I've watched JR at Flamborough a number of times this year. And he was untouchable all year long. And, uh, but I've watched you too. And I'm thinking, wow, well, the 22 is untouchable. This is got to be a real show for the fans. And it sounded like you guys gave them exactly what they paid for.
8: Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. It was, it was some of the most fun racing I had all year racing with him. And, you know, he raced me hard. I raced him hard, but it was definitely clean. So the whole night it was really aggressive racing. And I know some people weren't happy, but it was a ton of fun. There's quite a few good cars there and and i think we put on a show in all three races
2: well good to see that you didn't have one laying on your windshield like one time at flamborough speedway this year i couldn't believe that uh seeing that one on geforce television uh Force tv uh that, that, that uh, I, I can't remember oh it was junior farley sitting right up on top the wheel of that car was like literally inches from your head
8: yeah yeah it was definitely crazy you know that was probably the worst wreck i've had and it wasn't that it was a hard hit or anything. All of a sudden, I just had a tire inside the car with me. So it was definitely a scary moment, but, you know, all the cars are built real safe. And was in my butler-built seat, and no issue, climbed out, and we got the car fixed up and then came back to Flamborough two weeks later and won the gold rush. And then the following weekend, we went to Sable and won that race. So it was a good rebound. Yeah,
2: No room to duck, right? Yeah, there's There's no ducking when you're in that car. You are where you are.
8: Definitely. You're, in- you're locked in there good for whether it's good or bad, but you're not moving.
2: <laughs> you're along for the ride. Kyle Steckley, uh, th- thanks. For, on behalf of everybody, thanks for the shows that you put on this year, kiddo. You made it all worthwhile. Uh, and thanks for all appearances here on Race Time Radio. I know we're not done. We're going to get you back because you've got some big stuff coming. And we want to get it to uh, absolutely everybody here. You've got a lot of good support on that 22 car. Who are you taking along with you?
8: Yeah, I gotta thank APC Auto Parts Centers. They're a they're a big deal in Canada and one of the best sponsors to have. They do a lot for Canadian racing and especially here in Ontario. So big thanks to them for everything they do and making the whole year possible. Uh, obviously, Pennzoil came on board this year, which was really cool. Federated Auto Parts and Deco Belts, um, AW Millwrights has been with me and my dad in Twenty Two Racing since nineteen ninety three. So awesome to continue having their support and stewart's equipment's been with me the past three or four years which they're great to have a local company who supports racing i could go on and on forever we've got quick wick fire starters we've got a ton of local companies who support me you know mbs motorsports and nascar Pinty's team sierra excavating deloitte lift solutions high fluid products whalers I could go on forever. Milverton Car Wash, Milverton Food Town, Schmidt's Logging. Um, who else am I forgetting? We've got Herb Transfer, I bet. Herb Transport, hundred <laughs> percent. We got NJK Spark Plugs, Ideal Parts. The list goes on and on. Miami Muscle, Fram Filters. You know, obviously, everyone at Twenty Two Racing for making it all possible all their hard work and all the racetracks for giving us a place to race week in and week out and. And all our race time radio and g force forever and covering the race forever and to see that's a that is a really big thing because you know I don't know how many people from Milverton that go on and watch g force or they watch rogers t v or they listen on race time radio and they they wouldn't go to a track because it's just too far and you gotta pay to get in and all that mm-hmm. but the people in Milverton will sit and go on their phone or t v and and watch the race, and then I'll get a text after the race from somebody you would never think that would be watching me race. So that's really cool.
2: Awesome stuff. You're a great champion. You're a well-deserved winner. And uh, we all can't wait to see what you do next, i uh, it, It's going to be just fun from here on for race fans, I can guarantee. It's going to be a lot of hard work for you. But keep doing what you're doing because we're lapping it up. Thanks, buddy.
8: Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Take care, guys. You
2: betcha. Kyle Steckley, watch for the news. He's going to come out with some great stuff. I can guarantee it.
8: We're going to hit a quick break
2: here on Race Time. We've got lots to cover off. Got to talk East Coast. Got to talk West Coast. We've got lots still to come. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM
5: Channel 167. Nothing connects like country music. I love country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the Highway Channel 56. I need you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel
1: 61.
5: I me, me. Or 80s and 90s, Prime Country on Channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. What is Sirius XM NASCAR radio?
1: Tyler Redding will go to victory lane at the down here in victory lane. Let me ask the fans. It's all. Joey Legato will set his sights on a championship. Uh, two times, baby. Things. He
0: Things.
5: jumped him up the
1: right track. Back up on the
5: throttle as he heads to
1: victory. <laughs>
6: NASCAR.
5: Oh, he loses it. He crashes.
6: Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name,
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Drivers, start your engines!
0: Welcome back to the track, live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167
2: and welcome back one and all to Racetime Radio All live tonight on Sirius XM channel 167 Canada Talks and on our YouTube channel hey our subscriber base is climbing a couple a week if not five or six a week if you get on YouTube and you check us out at racetime radio tv uh, and, and you like us or hit subscribe we'd much appreciate it we're almost at 300 And we started in November on YouTube. And, uh, hey, it takes time to grow it, but we're doing it a couple fans at a time, and we surely appreciate it. If you get on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and uh, join us each and every week on Race Time Radio All Live. Junior, Peterborough Speedway has had a good Friday night, had a good Saturday night. Uh, It wasn't so nice here in uh, Owen Sound area, but Peterborough, man, it didn't look too bad at all on Friday and Saturday, but today the rain uh, plagued them big time.
3: Yeah, definitely. It seems like every year there's a cold day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, And uh, un- unfortunately, that's today for uh, for everybody down there. And uh, tomorrow doesn't look that much better, unfortunately. But but um, but, but
2: but but Saturday it's, didn't it's, look good at no, all, exactly. and looked at at yep. Peterborough Speedway. Yeah, Joe, I watched on GeForce TV, and it looked like the clouds that were in the sky stayed there the whole time they yep. they weren't moving Yep. and i thought wow they're going to get this in and they did i'll tell you it was raining cats and dogs on and off all day here in on south
3: yeah and uh, as well in peterborough so peterborough way, is outside you know the the city limits mm-hmm. but yeah, they uh, you know the the racetrack itself. I've been there plenty of times where it's, it seems it sounds like it's going to rain. Actually, one time uh, we had to forfeit a uh, heat race um, because we went to the Boston Pizza and it was raining so hard <laughs> that we were just like, you know what, this is we're done. Like, yeah. there's no way this there's is going to no be way. on. And uh, we started drinking beer, and uh, we got a call, and uh, it was, hey, where are you guys? And we're at right. Boston Pizza drinking beer. Sure. And, uh, they're, they're like, okay, well, you're going to miss your heat race. You're missing it. So, uh, yeah, that was back when there was uh, 35 super Stocks or thunder cars at the time. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. we had to run the B Main. We won the B Main and started, uh, I'm going to say 28th. Yeah. Um, back but, there uh, are ways. yeah. That, uh, <laughs> you know, that's just a funny story that, you know, it's, it's only 20 minutes away, but it's, it was raining in Peterborough and, and sunny at the racetrack. But, uh, um, you know, it's uh, it's definitely it happens, and and uh, it's just unfortunate, you know, that uh, but but
2: also fortunate that they got all that qualifying in, um, and some features, some of the best feature races I've seen Friday and Saturday night. Uh, we got to put it out to Ricky Warren in yep. the ninety uh, modified, the Ontario modified series. Uh, he won his first race in forty two years. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, But Rick Warrens did it. Uh, I invited Rick on uh, to see if we could get him on the show tonight, not knowing if he was going to be racing today or not, thinking, okay, he's done his stuff. Uh, He changed his car over and got it ready to go for Oscar modified, which he had to do some changes to, to in order to fit the Oscar program. But Ricky went ahead after the race, did it. And uh, sure enough, he was on the schedule to be racing right now. So I said to Rick, no problem, Rick. We will get you on Race Time Radio next week. But how about that, Junior? Been working at this sport for 42 years, I believe, without a feature win. And on Saturday night, Friday night, Friday night, he went out and won the feature at Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. One of the toughest weekends to win. Rick Warren, Victory Lane, 90 car. Yeah,
3: definitely. It was cool cool to see. and um, As well, the Legends cars, the Junior Late Models. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Ontario or the Outlaw uh, Midgets. How about the Dave, Bradley Brothers? Yeah, Dave Bradley, of course, goes out and, and wins the race. Mike Bradley uh, goes out and uh, uh, wins the championship in the Outlaw uh, Sprint cars, um, mini sprints. Um Uh, Good for them. I invited
2: uh, Dave, and I wanted to get Dave and Mike on together, Together. thinking that, okay, they're done their races now. Uh, They probably won't be at Peterborough Speedway today, Mm -hmm. Uh, thinking, you know, the races are done. Maybe he will be. I threw a message out to Dave. Can I get you and Mike to come on the show I thought it'd be kind of cool to have the two brothers, one, the big winner. And uh, Dave Bradley has done a lot of winning this year, not just this weekend. And then Mike Bradley, his brother. uh, I was taken back listening to the broadcast and watching the races. Uh, Mike got very emotional in that uh, post-race interview. And for good cause, he won the championship. And it's a family deal. His mom, his dad. Uh, His brother, they they work so hard at it. They have a lot of fun doing it. But I I, I was taken back by the emotion showed by both brothers. Absolutely. Uh, And they did such a great job. And we haven't had Dave Bradley on. Uh, We've known Dave. I've known Dave for years. And I know we've had him on Race Time Radio. Uh, Just we haven't had him on recently. And I've never had Mike Bradley on, ever. Mm -hmm. So I thought, hey, that would be kind of cool. So I threw a message out uh, to Dave today. And lo and behold, he's not at Peterborough Speedway. He had to run up to the cottage to close the cottage down. And Mike was at his house. He said, Joe, we're just not together today. Uh, We're both doing different things. And the Internet's no good at the cottage. I said, no problem. We'll grab you next week and bring you on. So we do have Dave Bradley and Mike, hopefully, uh, coming on next weekend uh, that we can go over uh, their season, but uh, the weekend as well, because I know it was a huge night. Uh, it was awesome to see.
3: Yeah, it was for sure, and uh, yeah, it was it was cool. So there's been a handful of features uh, that that have went off. Um, uh, you know, when you look at uh, at the features to come, um. I think that, uh, you know, when there is a rainout like this, there's going to be some movers and shakers. You know, I think you'll see some people show up. <laughs> you know, oh, there's yeah. there's spots in there, – there's no spots in the, the bone stocks um, available. Right. right? Um, the, there's spots in the um, – Mini stock? In, in the late – No, mini stocks full too. Uh, the late model modified – late model modified super stocks – um, there are spots available. So um where you could literally show up and race from the back, uh start at the back and, and run. Yep. Um and <laughs>
2: they're gonna be long enough races too. Yeah that you six, could do hundred and sixty
3: seven laps in a late model. I mean uh you know, if you didn't if you didn't make it there and you've got a
2: decent car. Hey. I didn't I just realized this now when you said it a one sixty seven Canada talks. Yes, exactly. look at that. Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, JP, I have put a message out to JP, the owner of Peterborough Speedway. Of course, he's been extremely busy all weekend. And then today, fighting the weather, uh, which they didn't call it until about uh, like an hour and a half ago. uh, And the races will go tomorrow or slated to go tomorrow. I did message JP and said, hey, jump on with us tonight. We can do a little recap and make sure that we tell everybody. But uh, I haven't heard from him yet. But that's okay. We are telling you now if you're within earshot of this peterborough speedway is where you're going to want to be uh tomorrow uh at and that's monday of the holiday at uh, peterborough speedway to catch the big finale uh which is all the uh, feature events only i don't I, I don't believe there's any last chance races there could be on stuff that would have been uh uh kicking off today i think the b feature for mini stocks was going to go today i don't know There'll be a full program, I can tell you that, at Peterborough Speedway. And if you cannot make it, uh, make sure you tune in to GeForce TV on YouTube. You'll be able to watch everything. Uh, If you're out on the Mirror Times, you're out in BC, and you want to see what Autumn Colors Classic Weekend is all about, tune in to GeForce TV. You'll get your eyes full with Adam and Clinton and uh, Brandon uh, is there helping them out. Um, they get a bunch of guys on the broadcast. Do a great job. It was awesome to watch. I uh, watched it Friday, Saturday, and uh, trying to watch it today. But then Mother Nature ended up um, taking it and uh, and handing it down. But we're going to hit this final break. and we come back, i got to fill you in on what took place in the Mike Stevens Memorial RS1 competition out in BC. i got a bunch of blanks to fill in for you when we come back. Final break of the night. Stay with us. <laughs> I tell you what's on my mind. It's butt cold out here, and I'm fresh out of beer.
0: From coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada talks. to Canada talks.
1: Iconic Games. 43 points for Stephen Curry. The Golden State Warriors have recaptured home court. One of the best players in the league requesting a trade. The Suns and the Heat are among the two teams Durant has on his wish list. And saying goodbye to one of the greatest players that ever lived. The
0: passing of NBA legend Bill Russell today at the age of 88.
1: If you missed our top 10 NBA stories of 2022 with Frank Isola and Mitch Lawrence, here at any time with the SXM app, just search NBA Radio.
5: Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music. Influences. Collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreaker's hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. Breakdown, it's right. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app. Included
2: with all trials and popular plans. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled this sport on and off the track. Making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time.
1: out all the parts stores Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow and Endicottish, Nova Scotia I want my
0: If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down you'll find it But this is Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, Canada Talks. And now, back with your host, Joe Chisholm.
2: And welcome back one and all to Race Time Radio, the fastest two hours on television or on radio, depending on how you look at it. And I am real happy to say that JP just popped up on the hotline. We're going to get to him in a moment. I want to let you know, on the East Coast of Canada, Petty International Raceway, it was the Mike Stevens Memorial final event of 2023, going to Victory Lane, the number two car of Ashton Tucker. Uh, we invited Ashton on. He had a big family dinner. It's Thanksgiving, by the way. Happy Thanksgiving to absolutely everybody. Ashton said, Joe, I can't do it. I have to attend this dinner. And uh, he said, but I will catch up with you. I said, absolutely, no problem. Out on Canada's West Coast, it was the RS1 Cup Series finale at Penticton Speedway. Kyle, or pardon me, not Kyle, Kelly Admiral goes to victory lane. In race number two, has a second in race number one. It was Yanni in Victory Lane in race number one. Uh, they ran twin 100s for 200 laps. And it turns out that uh, uh, that, that uh, uh, Kelly, we were trying to get Kelly on the show tonight. And Kelly is traveling, of course, racing in BC, lives in Alberta. So he had to be traveling right at this time. So, again, Kyle Admiral, or er, Kyle Kelly Admiral will join us in due time. But good news is we got J.P. Josier with us on the Zoom line from Peterborough Speedway. I bet you you're pooped, buddy.
9: Uh, Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Lack of sleep for the last few days or week.
2: That's okay. You'll get over it. J.P., you did absolutely everything humanly possible to try and get the event in uh, today. But Mother Nature, she just didn't play ball. No,
9: it didn't. Um you know, looking at the schedule or the weather forecast earlier this week, you know, looked like we weren't gonna do anything. Um but you know, every day you wake up, it's you don't know what the weather's gonna do. So we got lucky, the weather was good. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we got all those parts of the show in that today. I knew we had a window, but it closed up quicker than we thought it was going to. Um you know, and like we talked earlier this week, this is one of these show shows that, you know, you just, it's not like a normal Saturday night. Like, you know, we have 224 campers out in the campground <laughs> we have 220 plus race cars in the pits. So everybody's here. We're going to do whatever we possibly can. Um, we did get the track around like one thirty, two o'clock and we're able to run the, the B feature. Um, we lost the track fairly soon after that again. And, uh, you know, we had told everybody this morning that uh, you know we were going to work at it till five o'clock today, and at that point in time, you know, make the decision to keep going or to you know stop for today. Um, by about four thirty today, uh, it was clear you know the system had moved over us and there was no way we were getting it in anymore. So you know, made the difficult decision to uh, go to tomorrow morning. Um, no, the forecast doesn't look great for tomorrow, but you know, met with all the series involved, the uh, G-Force, everything, you know, all the pieces that are raveled into this adventure and, uh, you know, made the decision that we're going to go in the morning. Uh, we're going to start racing at 11 a.m. as our goal. Um, you know, if the weather hasn't cleared or isn't on our side, you know, then we'll have to make the difficult decision where we go from there. Um, obviously, we're not going to wait till 5 o'clock tomorrow to make that decision, uh, you know, Today, everybody was here. Tomorrow being the rain date, you know, nothing to lose, you know, to try and take it to that point today. Because if we could have fired, refired at five with our backup plans, we could have gotten the show in tonight. So that's, you know, number one priority. You know, everybody travels to come here and stuff. Some people have other things to do on Monday. So, you know, we've always, uh, we do everything under our power to do it. I know, you know, following social media, quite a few people, you know, not that happy or have better opinions on how we could do this, but, uh, you know, we, we've always looked worked very hard and always looked out to try and put on a show and, uh, you know, take all the pieces into consideration. Um, you know, I always want to give it 120% to try and put that show in. And, uh, it, it didn't work today. Amazing car count. Luck. Like we've best car count since I think 2018 or 2017 for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we'll yeah, so want to give the fans an amazing show, and we will. We just uh, hopefully we can roll it off in the morning, but uh, you know the morning will tell. You know, if you look at the weather forecast, yeah, it's a little dicey for tomorrow. But you know, there's a lot of times every day this week it was supposed to rain all day, and we woke up and it was sunny, and we raced all day. So yeah, um, you know, ush- dirt weeks canceled their Friday, and it never rained a drop. So, like I said, every Talked with all the series. Everybody's here right now, all the campers in the campground. You know, we have to try tomorrow because if I called it tonight and say we're going to next week and, uh, you know, we wake up tomorrow morning and it's sunny, that's not a good choice. You're
2: right. You're right, JP. And you have no control over what happens in the sky. Uh, Stay off social media. There is uh, those keyboard heroes are all geniuses. Uh, we need to get them working at the speedway and in control of the weather so that they can actually back up what they're saying on their keyboard. Uh, you did do an amazing job. So did g Listening to Adam and uh, Brandon today, uh, they did a good job. Heard Bob Finimore, the story about Daytona. Bob uh, got all that down. Uh, they, they did a great job. And I know you guys have still got unfinished business. What is still to come Four fans tomorrow, when they show up at the racetrack tomorrow, because that's when they're going to be there.
9: So tomorrow we have our full Sunday schedule, which we're going to fire off at. The goal is to fire at 11 a.m. It is a revised schedule, so we are going I get my laptop back. We're going to start out with bone stocks. Then we're going to do Oscar Modifieds, the Electric City 167, then the Hot Rods, Super Stocks, Legends, and Mini Stocks.
3: Wow!
2: All feature um, events, right?
9: Yeah, and we uh, we bumped Oscars uh, two divisions up a bit on the list because um, their banquet actually is not next weekend; the weekend after, and they have to submit their trophies on Tuesday. Ah, oh well. Well, you should maybe skip it a little further back, but uh, you know. So, with that in consideration, too, trying to get those championships crowned for them, you know. Um we move them up in the schedule a bit. Uh you know, just for logistics we do have to swap back and forth between what I call Peterborough divisions and traveling series. Um, just the way scoring and payouts and all those all the millions of pieces that go behind the scenes yeah. work. Um there is reasons why we do everything that we do. Um, which you know, most people don't need to uh bothered with or why it's done that way. I mean, you've ran a track long enough so you know Oh, yeah. what a lot of those pieces fall into. So,
2: Hey, good but party it, uh, good party on Friday night. I've read lots of reviews, man. Everybody had a gas there on Friday night on the opener. And fans have had a blast on Friday and Saturday and been treated to some dynamite races.
9: Yeah, no, like Wicked Racing, close, you know. I think in the super stocks, the top 10, sorry, first earned the poll. The next 10 positions tied in points. Wow. So the lineup yeah. was determined actually by their pill draw at that point in time. So that's how close the racing has been this weekend.
2: And you got to know Lane Zardo, one of the hot shoes is going to start at the back. He cut a tire down or uh, something Something happened in the heat race, and uh, he's going to have Basically to start. Basically starts in the middle. Oh, is yeah. it about the middle? Yeah, it's about the middle, yeah. Well, it's th- I still going to be a show, I yeah, can guarantee it. Oh, it's it.
3: definitely going to be a show. <laughs> he's outside the top ten, so it's uh, he's, he's definitely got uh, he's, he's got a hole to dig out of. And uh, Man, that Super Stock Show is definitely uh, – the, 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 the mini stocks are also going to be a whale of a show. Oh, yeah. And Doug Butler and Semple and all those guys – um, I think that uh, uh the late model show as well it's there's some really good cars up there and and uh uh some some very good matched equipment so um man JP I know it's been uh you know you've been at this game a long time now as 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 an owner um you have kept the the uh Autumn Colors classic uh you know basically the same type of feel every single year uh, it's, you know, you go into it, uh, knowing that you're going to try everything to, to get the job done. Uh, people uh, respect the heck out of that. Uh, you know, I think back to when there's been years where you've had to get hay to get people in and out of the farmer's field out back. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's been years where it's been snowing. There's been years where we needed ice scrapers to get the cars on the racetrack. Um you know because the 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 windshields have froze over um there's been years where where i've got a sunburn so bad it peeled my forehead for a week <laughs> uh, it's it's there's been everything thrown at you um but uh, hats off for you guys for fighting through it hats off to every one of your staff members you know watching on g force being there and watching every lap from from this side of the fence um it, you get a whole new respect for the people that are pushing the broom, that are hooking the cars up, that are waving, waving the, the flags. flags. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, when I work on a race team and spot for a few race teams, you know, you see the safety officials for those races that you're there for, and you might sit in the grandstands and have a cheeseburger and watch a couple, couple races. But when you watch everything from this side, you get a whole new respect for what you've got and what you've got going on. And hats off to each and every one of you because it's three days of a grind, and uh, you guys are rocking and rolling.
9: Yeah, no, it's uh, an amazing group of people here in the staff. I mean, it's dedication. You know, a lot of them don't go don't go home. Like, they're here all weekend long. You know, there's probably 10 or 15 that are here the whole weekend. Well, maybe, probably more. There's maybe 25, and, you know, even Chase does the front gate, just a younger kid. Fifteen years old. He's driving around right now with one of the rescue trucks, picking up garbage and emptying barrels into pouring rain, so that you know the garbage is picked and we can fire back off in the morning. And food booth people are trying to get everything prepped, and we're going to do another breakfast tomorrow morning. So it's uh, you know an amazing group of people that you know you couldn't do this show without. And I mean that's it's always we've gone after. I said that before. It's it's a family affair. You know this is our racing family, and you know think peterborough speedway has always been top notch on top of that
2: well you've made it top notch jp that don't happen by accident and it's all led by example and that is what you do PeterboroughSpeedway.com has got all the information we got to throw the keys back to uh sirius xm jp good luck with tomorrow we much appreciate it and uh have a good one tomorrow okay sun's coming out buddy
9: thank you you Thanks bet. for everything, and uh, we'll talk to you later.
2: You want to believe it. That is JP. Peterborough Speedway, Autumn Colors Classic, the big one, tomorrow, 11 a.m. That is on Monday, the holiday, okay? And uh, w- w- the weather's going to be okay, let's hope. Uh, Junior, that's been a busy one tonight. Good time. Uh, nice to see you back in the studio. Uh, we got to thank Susie here in our studio for hooking us up with everybody and doing all the neat little graphics you see On the channel, Uh, thank Eddie and Mike and Scotty and everybody. Uh, And thank you for tuning in to Race Time Radio, as you do each and every week. And we'll catch you again next Sunday, same time, same channel, right here on Sirius XM, channel 167 Canada Talks.